Our time in God's Word continues as we come now to the Gospel of John, the first chapter beginning in the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On this Father's Day, it is by God's providence that we get to now talk about in our series, What is Christianity? The first article of the Apostles' Creed about God the Father. And as we do, we'll discover this week and the weeks to come as we unpack what it means to confess God as Father and Son and Holy Spirit. We will find, I think, as we encounter and ask the question, what does this mean? That God has much for us as he comes before us today, just as he uh, aligned a special day like Father's Day, like this, to talk about God as Father. He has much for us, and I invite you to continue to dig in as we look at the confessions of our church and asking that question, what is Christianity? What does this mean? In a book I'm reading right now on resilience, called Resilient by John Eldridge, he talks about there being a need for our reserves to be refilled. Who doesn't think they need a little bit more in their reserve tanks right now, right? There he writes about a longing for things to be good again. A longing, even if things are good, for things to stay good. A sense of anxiety even that might seem to permeate our days. And as we long for things to be good again, he reflected on uh, the 62 million homeowners And it really resonated with me because Joy and I were among them. That is three quarters of all homeowners during the pandemic participated in a home renovation or home project. I think there's something to that. A deep intrinsic need in the midst of maybe feeling like a season of closeness to have something good, something to create, a longing that we confess that comes from our creator. Whether that longing began when you were a child and you were doing coloring sheets or make-believe or what you were building and have built as adults in your career or in your home or in the school that you attend, Today, indeed, we're going to ask this question, what is Christianity again? And we're going to dive deep into who God is in this article of the Apostles' Creed. 
For we don't have a God who longs for good. We have a God who embodies good and calls what he created good. The God we have, as one author put it, we have the audacity, this creator God, this master of the universe, to call Father. But I'm getting ahead of myself now. Let's hit pause for a moment and go back to just what it is we mean when we talk about a creed, a credo. I believe, literally. We believe. A creed, as we confess it in the Apostles' Creed, is an exposition of Scripture, a a summary, really. And it is, as it often is found in the Scriptures, Creeds are found to articulate who we are, whose we are, what we believe, and sometimes what we don't believe. Like in the case of the occasion, as we talked about last week for the Nicene or the Athanasian Creed, to make sure this is who we are, not this. It becomes, therefore, a ruler, a measuring stick, a definition When we don't have time in three or four minutes to read the whole Bible, you can confess the creed and communicate the core truth of what it means to be a Christian. I find it interesting that the uh, insurance and financial company Thrivent used to be known as Thrivent Financial for Lutherans when they decided to extend the generosity of their fraternal benefits to all Christians. And it was no longer Thrivent Financial for Lutherans. They had to come up with Uh, for the uh, oversight boards uh, that cover such things, they had to come up with a definition of who a Christian is then to articulate just who their fraternal body would be to receive these gifts. It's interesting that where they went was the Apostles' Creed. (laughs) Those who confess the Apostles' Creed becomes that ruler and measuring stick. And so we confess each week in worship, our God is creator. I believe in God the Father, creator of heaven and earth. God is creator. All things, as we heard both in Genesis this morning and in the Gospel of John, begin with his breath, his word. Not our goodness, but his. And he calls it good. In creation, as we uh, thank God for the rain among us and see the beauty out these windows, we see life. And the very fact that you and I can appreciate or want or long for beauty is in itself a very clear indicator that you and I are made in the image of God. We're this creation made with order. Yes, purpose. That longing put it on our heart. Think back to those 62 million homes wanting to create. You see, God's promise, God's truth gets revealed to us in his creation. And as the Bible teaches us about that, and although it's 
ultimate purpose, God's word, is to lead us into the very presence of the word made flesh, as we hear in the Gospel of John. Leading us into covenant with God. It's no wonder that uh, this word that speaks truth should we should not be surprised then that this truth points sometimes to scientific truth. And nor should we be surprised that on occasion, science, when it's seeking truth, will encounter truth about God and what we confess. For example, nearly 100 years ago now, Einstein went to the Wilson Observatory. There he met Edwin Hubble. I like to tell the confirmation students about this story when we think about this part of the creed and about what we confess. And as Einstein went there, he had an observation beforehand, an observation that at the time many scientists held to. You see, it wasn't yet decided in the scientific world that there was ever a beginning. Many thought that the universe itself was eternal. In fact, Einstein so much thought this that he developed a mathematical construct called the uh, cosmological constant into his theories. That is until he went to Mount Wilson and looked through the Hubble telescope and got confirmation for himself what we now observe in science, that the universe is, in fact, expanding. And I wish I could say it in Einstein's accent. What would follow was a comment that he said, which was this. This necessitates a beginning. Necessitates a beginning. And so... He confessed what we've been confessing and reading in God's word oh for so long. That God began the universe. If there's a beginning, then there is a beginner. And that began with God's word, his breath, his word of life. His word brings light. His spirit, as we heard, hovers with us. Or as Luther put it, everything I have is not of myself. And so God reveals his promise to us through his creation. The truth of who he is. But as we confess in the creed, not just impersonally, but he comes to us as father. And not just father, but a good, good father. Now, frequently, you and I and the world before us is tempted to make it about us. Instead of us being made in the image of God, we are tempted to make God in our image. So no wonder we've got these old images of God with a long pointy gray beard and a frowny face, right? Maybe 
Some of us have had dads like that, right? And no wonder that some of us see God so beautifully as Father because we've had a Father who has, and many of you will celebrate or remember him today, who honored that vocation and glorified God the Father by living into that vocation and honoring the name of the Lord in the way that he practiced it. Or some of us, like me, have had a little of both. My bio dad dishonored that Lord's name by abandoning us. But later I would be blessed by a stepdad who would be present. And so let us not fall into the trap of trying to make God our father into our image. Instead, let us be made in his And I rather like this story that I think reflects the kind of image of fatherhood that God gives us. You see, God comes to us. In Louisiana, after the dark days of another act of violence in the schools there this last fall, these amazing dads got together, donned these t-shirts, and brought their presence to the school, dads on duty. These dads on duty, by their very presence, brought about peace and calm and assurance. By their very presence, they brought love. These dads on duty made a huge impact. They showed up. God's promise is showing up to us in creation. And more than that, God's promise is showing up in his glory, most vividly seen in his son, as we talked about last week. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. This word that was there at the beginning. And so as Chad Bird, the author who called the question, do we have the audacity to call God Father? Do we have the chutzpah to do that of the master of the universe? And he said, no chutzpah needed for God has come to us. He has become a dad on duty with his presence among us. Even in the midst of darkness, his light shall shine. And as we hear, the darkness cannot overcome it. And so we call God this intimate name, Father, as Bird will write. We do so because we simply live in the space. We live in the space which Jesus created. And so God invites us into his very presence by dwelling among us. Even in these dark days. I mean, after all, how does God show up when the world is so harsh? He shows up like a dad on duty. He's a good father. He shows up when the cries of our hearts that the words just can't express as we read Romans. He sends his Holy Spirit to intercede on our behalf to the Father. He shows up and reveals himself. You see, we can't even talk about the Father without 
mentioning the Son and the power of the Holy Spirit. As she writes in her book, Creedal Apologetics, a book introduced to me by Pastor Scott, and I rather, for many years now, have thought of the creeds as an apologetic document. Uh, apologetics just simply means, as we hear in First Peter, to give a reason for the hope that we have. And we get that reason. We find God's gracious, fatherly heart only through the Son. And only the Holy Spirit leads us to the Son. And so in these difficult days, when we're tempted to give up on faith, we're tempted to give up. Maybe you're facing a problem that seems impossible. Maybe you're in a situation right now which is full of hardship. Or maybe things are good and you're just anxious and worried that things somehow will be pulled out from under you. We can remember that we have a God who shows up. We have a God that, as the book of James says, every good gift comes from our Father in heaven. And so you are invited to stay the course. Not because the answer is to try harder, but instead to look and seek and see. As Jesus says in the Gospel of John later, come and see that the Lord is good. Friends, we have a dad on duty with you right now in his creation, in his word, our gracious heavenly father shows up wherever you are right now. Martin Luther put it like this. He said, all this he does only out of fatherly divine goodness and mercy without any merit or worthiness of me. When the days are hard, it's not about your strength. It's about the father who shows up. It's about our dad on duty. His promise is revealed to us through creation. His promise is revealed to us most vividly through Jesus, God with us. And so, friends, let's come into his presence and remember he is with us. John Eldridge that same book I told you about, Resilient, wrote a prayer. That's how I want to end our time together in his word through prayer. Join me in prayer. Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, God of all creation, God of the thunderstorm and the waterfall, I need your strength. We need your strength. We need the strength that prevails in whatever we're facing right now. God, we don't want to fall away. I don't want to fall away. I don't want to lose heart. We choose you above all things because you have come to us. You've chosen us. I give you my allegiance and my undivided love because you first loved us. We choose single-heartedness towards you as you have called us, Lord Jesus, body, soul, spirit, heart, mind, and will. We pray for your supernatural resilience, God. Fill us with your overcoming strength, a victorious strength. 
Father, Lord of heaven and earth, strengthen us. We pray for your strength of mind, your strength of heart, your strength of will upon us. And we pray for the strength that allows us, allows me to escape all that's coming against the saints in this hour and fill us with your resilience by faith that you give through your Holy Spirit. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.